0: Welcome back to the pod, guys. it's Austin, I'm here in uh, this studio, uh, it's just me this week, uh, we got a couple things to touch on, you know, obviously there's some pretty big things going on in the world right now, uh, it is the 29th of October, right? it's a Thursday, uh, I actually decided to take some time off, so I'm getting this knocked out in the morning here, um, but I've been thinking all week, you know, uh, there's a couple things I want to talk about, what, what's really the most important things to talk about right now uh, and I think it's kind of obvious you know it kind of really just came to me uh, we have to talk about what's gonna happen with this election uh, and not specifically in so many terms of like who's gonna win and who's gonna lose uh, you know we've heard about that on the mainstream media for <laughs> the whole year we don't need to talk about that so much uh, what we need to talk about is what's going to happen depending on who wins or loses in regards to, uh, us, right. The everyday citizen who's impacted by this election. Um, and the, you know, the, the possibility that we might run into, uh, some civil unrest, uh, rioting, things like that. Um, you know, just depending on, on what the outcome is. Uh, right now I know the the projections are the projections. Um, I, from what I've seen, it looks like Donald Trump may have, uh, a slight margin of victory, but they're still pulling in a lot of states and I don't even know how they do that. Honestly, I know I've gotten several phone calls and text messages, honestly, almost all of them for, you know, whatever organization we just want to reach out and make sure that we can count on you to vote for Joe Biden in the upcoming election. You know, either I delete them. At this point, I've gotten so many text messages, I just delete them. I don't respond anymore. Um, I just block the number. I I get done over with. It's really more of a nuisance than anything else. Uh, And the amount of campaign mail is just outrageous. You know, that stuff gets ripped up and shredded (laughs) right away. Um, But my point is that we don't really know, right? Things are kind of... Kind of close right now. I don't think this will be a landslide by any means. Um, I do, in my personal opinion, think Trump's going to win, but we'll see, right? I mean, it, it, that doesn't mean anything. My opinion doesn't mean anything. Um, and I certainly know that both sides have sat and done a couple of things, uh, especially recently, to kind of give back a little bit um, to the other party. Uh, what comes to mind mostly is uh, Joe Biden's commentary along the East Coast against fracking. You know where that's a huge Industry there, and uh, environmentally speaking, it's you know probably not the most sound thing, but it's certainly not something that we can just eliminate overnight. The the Americans impacted by losing their jobs in that industry, I mean that, that's a huge deal. Um, they certainly understand the need to support a family, um, and then that's how people are gonna you know inf- be informed and, and shape and uh, decide who they're voting for things like that. So it's it's gonna be close, I think. Uh, Well, I, I think this will probably be one of the closer elections, and I'll leave it at that. But <clears throat> what I want to talk about is more of what we're seeing, um, you know, socially. Uh, look at what happened this week, right? Beginning of the week here, we had an incident uh, out in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, I think, more specifically. There was a police situation where a, uh, a black man, a black American, uh, wielding a knife that's, that's not been refuted by, as far as I've been able to find, that's not been refuted by any major media source, which is probably why we're seeing less coverage of this um, than what we normally would, uh, was shot and killed by Philadelphia police. Which, tragic, however, um, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, right? Don't come at the police with a knife. Uh, whether you're right or wrong, that's not the place to try and prove your point, and it's definitely not the way to, to try and prove your point uh, with physical violence. Um, so this individual uh, was, was shot and killed. And, uh, you know, t- Tuesday morning, it's, you know, uh, all over the internet and well at least on conservative news sites, it seems like the mainstream media doesn't really want to report it, um, rioting, uh, riding, looting all kinds of problems. Um, I had read that there were 30 police officers injured, uh, Monday night or, you know, whenever the, the, the rioting broke out, um, things between bottles and, and bricks being thrown at police officers. Uh, one, uh, I believe it was early fifties. Uh, a female officer, a sergeant was actually hit by a car by one of these, uh, mostly peaceful protesters. I mean, whatever you want to call them assholes, right? Uh, I believe that individual is still hospitalized. The other 29 injured, you know, injured officers are, um, really released from the hospital and are doing okay. But I mean, 30 officers injured is not a small number. Think about that. That's I mean, if you're listening, do you even work in an office with 30 people, like, directly? Now, I give, granted, COVID, but, like, when you start to put into perspective how many people 30 is, it's actually kind of a large number to have people injured, especially given that if you have a mass protest of 100 or 200 people, you maybe see one officer injured. Maybe. Usually not. So that should give you some kind of indication uh, as to the severity of what's going on. Um, and you're starting to see more and more videos put on social media by, uh, bloggers, vloggers, whatever people that are just trying to get the information out. And again, this all, it, it, sadly, it comes down to, I think, partisanship as to which side the aisle you lean on. Um, it, it seems the more and more we go down this road of riding and looting being a form of peace, quote unquote, peaceful protest, because, you know, the only ones really getting hurt are corporate America, allegedly, um, you see more and more liberal Americans, uh, backing this, this concept, this ideology. Um, you know, it's dangerous. People get hurt. People get killed. Uh, things degenerate pretty, uh, pretty quickly. Look at the Kyle Rittenhouse situation in Minnesota, right? Um, from all reports and everything that you can, you can piece together, uh, the information that was spread, uh, and shared about him, he was there helping volunteer to protect a school and he's also volunteering his medical skills uh, as like a, as, a, as a volunteer EMT or assisting in that capacity. Um, he obviously now most most people know Cal Rittenhouse, uh, you know, shot a couple people and is now in uh, a pretty precarious situation legally speaking. Um, but not going to jump into that on this this pod. Uh, but that's the kind of thing that we're we're seeing now, right? Is that people get hurt during, this doesn't just impact, uh, you know, oh, well, what do you care about Walmart? What do you care about Rite Aid or CVS? You know, what have they ever done for you? Well, I mean, me personally, nothing, and I'm not really a fan, uh, of any of those companies. I'm not, I, I don't hate any of those companies. Uh, I just, I'm not, it's not like I have a vested interest in them, I guess what I'm trying to say. So, um, but what, I do realize, and can certainly appreciate, is there's a lot of people who work for those companies. So that means that if you and your buddies go out and you trash these stores and you loot them and you get your free Xbox and your free TV, that means the store's got to be closed to be cleaned and rebuilt and restocked before it can reopen to the public If, if they decide to reopen. Because maybe, given everything that's happened, maybe during, you know, between these 24-hour stores like Walmart, maybe they had employees get hurt during this rioting, right? And until things calm down enough, the company decides, we don't want to open the store. We don't want to expose ourselves to that kind of liability risk. And, you know, to a certain extent, we don't want to put our employees in in that danger. Which, hey, I get it. You know, as much as everybody likes to sue each other nowadays, you can... You could sue the company for, you know, uh, unsafe working conditions, whatever, but now those people aren't working. And, uh, again, it's October 29th. We're about a month out from black Friday, which means we're just under two months away from Christmas. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I start to feel the strain and I don't even have, you know, kids running around or anything like that. I got to take care of, but everyone feels it during, especially during the holidays. And that's what makes this so much more difficult to deal with. Right. So you're not just hurting companies when you go out and you loot and you, you burn and you, you steal. You're really, I mean, yeah, you take away from their bottom line, I guess, but they're going to make that back. You know they will, especially companies like Walmart. You're really hurting the people standing next to you, which, again, is what makes these quote-unquote peaceful protests so ridiculous because it it's not really hurting who you say it's hurting. More often than not, it's hurting people like you or people like you that are small business owners that are living check to check, struggling to keep their, their business in operation right now during COVID. And if it is a protest, uh, my question then becomes, you know, to what point? A protest is supposed to have a point, right? You should be working towards a, a goal and everyone's, oh, well, it's social justice. Like, okay, well, how? Explain it to me. I mean, I'll wait. And that's the thing is you really can't, you really can't explain how uh, you know all this destruction and uh, violence really pushes home any kind of narrative that um, a certain social class or certain racial class or, or whatever you want to say, um, <clears throat> that they uh, are going to come out of this looking any better or being treated any better or worse, possibly worse. Honestly, I could see that. Um, just because we as amer we, we as humans, I should say, I shouldn't even say that. I shouldn't say we as Americans, we as humans are spiteful and bitter creatures. We really are. Um, so if someone screws you over more than likely you can go out of your way to screw them over the next time. So I could, I could see people reacting to a lot of these things the wrong way. Um, but so we don't know, we don't know what's going to happen, right? With all this rioting, all this looting. Um, and I think that, um, you know, depending, like I said, depending on the outcome of this election, uh, we could, we could see, uh, more. Certainly. I think if Trump wins, I think if Trump wins, we're going to see, uh, not so much what we've seen previously here, where it's been isolated incidents, you know, Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin or in Minnesota. Um, and actually I apologize that the cow house was not Minnesota. It was, it was Wisconsin. So that was an incorrect statement. Um, I'm, as I'm thinking through this, I'm, Piece and my memory back together, but um, you're not going to see just a you know a Kenosha. You're not going to see uh, just in Atlanta or just a Philadelphia. I think you're going to see more widespread, right? So I think you might um, whatever they announce the election results because apparently that's a huge problem right now, right? Is excuse me, is that uh, we don't know when we're going to have the election results for some reason? COVID is um gonna uh, impact how fast we can count ballots because whatever reason um i I think it's kind of ridiculous um i know for a fact that there's uh like safety protocols and measures being put in place for anybody who's volunteering at polling um or working, I should say, at polling locations. You have to be tested uh, before a certain amount of time, like prior to working your your shifts or whatever. You have to go through all this training and stuff. There's obviously measures being taken to uh, socially distance the workers and and obviously the people, the uh, the citizens coming in to vote and and everything. Um, so I'm really not sure where this huge push is coming from saying that it's, uh, you know, a, that it's unsafe to vote in person. You have to vote by mail, which is just preposterous given the state of our postal service, but, um, you know, that it's going to somehow take, I've, I've had seen and heard, uh, things like, Oh, we may not know for four to five days after the election. Now, to me. I think that's complete and utter bullshit to me. That sounds like you have four or five days to, uh, futz with the numbers, Essentially, for you know, for lack of a better term, um, and, and we've already seen it, right? We've already seen the stories uh, on either side for either candidate, whatever ballots being thrown away, uh, uh, truckfuls of uh, mail being tossed in the garbage because they contain ballots from a nursing home or <clears throat> you know whatever. I think okay, that doesn't really inspire a whole lot of um, doesn't inspire a whole lot of faith. Right That uh, we have our politicians, our lawmakers, especially those in this election that stand to lose something, I suppose, uh, are, are the ones coming out saying it. you know, uh, they're, they're really concerned. We might not be able to get election results immediately. I think that's that's horseshit. Um, but uh, yeah, you know if we see if Trump wins, I think we'll see uh, you know widespread, you know, major cities that maybe haven't been as violent. Um, we didn't really have a whole lot of violent protesting here in Detroit. I think we had like one night where things were kind of rough. I remember watching the live feed coverage. I want to say it was probably back in like June or something. Um, on a Friday night, I remember watching the live feed through uh Facebook live. Somebody, one of the reporters for, I think it was the the free press or something. Um, yeah, I think it was the free press. Anyways, um, we might see cities like Detroit, uh, Chicago, where there's a lot of violence, but it hasn't been a lot of protesting, at least not to my knowledge. Probably see that. Um, uh, cities where there have been incidents in the past will also, I think, be like hotbeds of activity. St. Louis, uh, and certainly, um, you know, Minneapolis, Seattle, Portland, whatever. I could see all those flaring way back up. Um, which is really dangerous because uh, I know in like the Portland area, the Pacific uh, Northwest, they struggled, right? They, they tried to cope and, and negotiate and compromise with the protesters, right, to um, help find a common ground, I guess, between what the protesters wanted and normal, I guess, what we were experiencing as normal life at the time and uh things got out of hand really quick and uh the rioting got really bad things like uh improvised explosive devices Molotov cocktails stuff pipe bombs you know whatever stuff like that all going on some real um some real shit going on out there and you had to dispatch all kinds of government agencies for assistance and the government finally came out and said that they had lost control but i should say the the local government the ones that had supported this protesting and rioting in the first place and had um, promoted their the defunding of their own police departments and police agencies came out and said that they weren't um that they weren't in control anymore so um i could see that sparking back up and they're just now i feel like starting to get those those situations under control in some of those really bad areas but um you know and that's if trump wins i mean hell this could go the other way you know joe biden can win and um i don't know i guess i feel like i could probably see people on the other side of the aisle finally saying enough's enough and maybe standing up and causing some issues i don't know um if 2020 has shown me anything it's uh <laughs> it's that I, i'm not gonna rule anything out um the tension's so high right now i could uh, i'm not gonna rule anything out um, I, I mostly believe that if trump wins is what we're you know because that's been the uh, the mo so to speak of uh certain political uh parties and groups or whatever you want to call them uh, that's been their mo basically for 2020 has just been you know we don't like what's happening so we're gonna riot and loot and burn and pillage and whatever um i could see it if trump wins um but Basically, if you're you find yourself in these situations, and I've thought about this right because I'm not I'm not that far from um, Detroit, you know, um, and it doesn't really matter right. We've talked about this in the past. Uh, look, Kenosha, Wisconsin, right? It's not exactly like a, a huge American city. They had, obviously, there was some pretty serious shit that went down there, right? It doesn't have to specifically be only if you're living in a Detroit, a Chicago, a you know Miami, a Los Angeles. Um, this stuff can happen, uh, anywhere, really anywhere that uh, enough people feel like that they need to do it. Um, it, it, could be an issue. Um, so a couple of things, you know, I, just, you know, look out for it guys, you know, uh, large, large gatherings of people. It's just like when your sports team wins uh, a championship or, well, I guess, uh, in this case, maybe more like when your sports team loses a championship and there's, uh, you know, rioting and stuff like that. You know, um, I know here in Michigan when it was several years ago, uh, in East Lansing when the Spartans lost, um, people were like lighting couches on fire and throwing them out balconies and stuff. And it's like, okay, well, maybe not that, but, um, avoid large groups of people. You don't know what they're gathering for. Um, if you did know you would possibly be there. Um, I would recommend against it. Um, you can avoid a lot just by staying away from questionable situations. And I think getting back to the point about the police officers involvement in all of this, uh, it would serve, it served a reason. Um, the less people there are out causing problems, the easier the job might be for police officers. I think, um, especially given the reasons for all these protests, uh, which in some instances I, I don't, you know, I don't disagree with, um, that, um, It, it, police action, um, needs to be carefully measured, right? You can't just, uh, attack, uh, detain, handcuff, arrest, whatever, whoever you run into. Um, now, obviously it's a little bit different story. If there's like a curfew in place and you're obviously breaking a law, then, 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 you know, they do what they got to do. But make it easier, um, you remove yourself from the situation, that's less drama, less stress, less problems, less risk for you and or your family, right, if you're not out there doing it, and it makes it easier on our law enforcement because then the only people who really are out there doing those things are the ones that are looking to cause problems, they're looking to do damage, they're looking to steal, uh, they're looking to, to injure, right? Um, so less people out and about uh, when these things are going on is better. Don't be, I mean, look, I... <sighs> I get it. Like me, I, um, Hey man, I'll run out and I'll try and snag a TV or something. Uh, you know, whatever. Hey, listen, dude, cool. Um, I personally prefer to pay for my shit, but, uh, if you, you know, 2020 COVID has been rough on a lot of us, man. Um, fortunately I haven't had to know very much of that suffering. Um, and my family has been very fortunate as well. I, I, I do. I consider myself very fortunate. So I'm, uh, I'm sure there are people out there that are at a situation where they're trying to provide for their family or maybe just trying to make sure that their kids have a good Christmas or something. I, I certainly empathize with that. Um, but, you know, like stay home, you know, stay out of those situations. Um, as bad as things might be, I'm sure it's not as bad as uh, like a child losing a parent. Or, you know, somebody losing a sibling when they decide to go out and try and steal some shit and something goes awry. Because um, obviously the the kind of people out there, for the mo- greater majority, are out there to, uh, to cause damage. Whether that's uh, personal damage, property damage, uh, physically injured, whatever. Um, and as we get closer, um, here's a big one that I'm just going to you know, throw out to everybody is don't, um, regardless what they say they're there for, if anybody comes to your house, uh, you know, looking around trying to figure some shit out and like, uh, Hey, I'm here selling cable. Are you going to be in, are you going to be in the house uh, later tonight? I'm going to stop back by or, Hey, I'd really like to talk to you about signing up for the newspaper. Um, you know, me and my guys are going to be, or we're doing quotes on roofing. Are you going to be back at your house later tonight? Can we come back by and give you a free quote? Whatever. Um, yes, there's a lot of people out doing that stuff right now. Yeah. I've had a couple of them at my house. Um, no, I don't ever tell them what my plans for the evening are. Um, or if I do, I'll just say, yeah, you can come, you know, try coming back later and catching us, whatever. Um, the, the reason is, is because you don't want anybody to know when you're not going to be home. Um, you don't want to lose your shit, essentially. Uh, things are tough enough right now. We don't want to be put in a, a situation where you have to try and recover things that you've already prepared for, right? If you have stockpiled, you know, some water, food, ammo, guns, or, you know, whatever, anything, really your TV shit, it doesn't matter. Clothes. You don't want to have to replace all that. Um, at a time right now when things are pretty rough to, to find anything, really, it's some stuff is readily available. A lot isn't. Um, Just make good decisions. That's Think about that before you tell people what you're doing. You know, if you're going out of town for the weekend, maybe don't broadcast that until you're back, you know. Um, as tough as it may be in the world that we live in, don't check into Facebook uh, if you're going to be out of town or something, you know, or you're going to be away from the house for a long time. Hey, you drove four hours away, checking in. Like, <laughs> it's just like a, you know, way that, Uh, that knows you or, or, you know, follows you on Facebook they'll know, they'll figure it out. You're not there. Um, you you can avoid a lot just by being a little bit smarter with that kind of stuff too. Um, and a lot of this guys, honestly, and I do talk to anybody who's in law enforcement or, uh, you know, anything like that in security. A lot of this is just proper planning and just more avoiding situations than it is having the skills to, to fight your way out of one. Um, you know, we talk a lot about firearms here, but like shit man, I really hope I never have to use any of mine. Um and my plans right now, it largely don't really involve um my firearms. I mean, like obviously I have them, but I don't I don't think that it's going to come to that because of where I live. Uh but it might. I mean, I guess that's I guess it could. Uh my planning is mostly just to stay in for a while, have some um you know, we have enough food here we're not going to worry about leaving the house. Um you know until you and it it, it could change right you, you you don't know what the climate's going to be like uh until you find out how the election swings either way um but uh some something else just to think about you know for this or anything else uh is a dog right um i am not saying you should go run out and buy a dog tomorrow just because but uh having one's a you know it's good to to have uh i love dogs personally i think they're they're great And especially when you're spending a lot of time at home either working from home, like we all have been this year or, or whatever. They're great companions. Um, a lot of them, mine especially is a trained noisemaker, uh, which in instances like this, when you're maybe worried about people like we were just talking about showing up to, um, break in, rob your property, whatever, burgle you as it were. Um, They're really great at just alerting you when people are around, and um, a lot of people are still afraid of dogs. I mean, if I don't know a dog, I'm not going to just run up on it and, um, you know, start giving it the pets and the belly rubs and everything. Like, if it's a dog I know, of course. Um, And even, hell, you know, last night, my wife and I were out getting uh, ice cream. We got a local uh, ice cream place here, shout out to uh, Modern Cone in St. Clair Shores. Uh, It's a great joint. They, they allow for your, uh, you know, dogs to be brought in on a leash and stuff. Um, you know, they, they do the whole puppy cone or puppy cup of ice cream, whatever. But a group of kids walked in behind us, probably four or five of them. And they all came over and asked, you know, can we pet the dog, you know, before they got, you know, near him And yeah, of course it's fine. I mean, he's, he's, he loves people. He loves kids and it's great. But, um, a dog is a deterrent, right? Um, you know, a lot of people will throw those stickers on their windows and say they have a security system, whether they do or not, or, or don't. Um, or they think throwing a gun sticker on their car or their, or whatever is going to keep people away because, oh, I got a gun. Like, well, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a deterrent for those that aren't serious about doing anything, but if there is somebody who's serious about it, um, you know, it's not really going to, it's not going to stop them. Um, a dog, however, a physical deterrent might actually do that. So, um something to consider and think about, uh, you know, having a dog around is helpful. Or if you're looking at places to go stay during this, because maybe um, where you're at, things have been bad and you are especially concerned for your safety, or you live alone and you just don't want to be alone. Um, you're kind of planning on who to reach out to, who to go stay with for a couple nights. Have a dog around. Uh, it's, you know, and granted, that does affect your prepping, your planning a little bit. You got to have some food for them um, or share your food with them, depending on how that's all worked out. But it's not a bad idea. Um, now the other thing I will say, um, having just, um, having just said that I don't plan on using my firearms just because I don't think it's going to come to that, that doesn't necessarily mean that it wouldn't someplace else, or they may not, it, it might come to it for me. Um, you would do yourself a great service. Um, if you are in possession of a firearm to make sure you're read up on your rules, Uh, your laws, your regulations on how that all works in self-defense situations. Uh, And you should know this regardless. Um, But if you're, for whatever reason, you don't know, if you're somebody who maybe you purchased um, your first firearm during this lockdown and you haven't been able to get into a CPL class, I know, uh, or you haven't been able to get it. We shared an article on our Facebook page uh, earlier this week uh, currently, residents of Oakland County here in the, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Oakland, Wayne County, so it's the county that Detroit's in, by the way, are currently waiting nine months to get their CPL. Okay, that's not taking the class. That's nine months because of how backed up, apparently, the processing and the, administra- the administrative processes in that county. Nine months. So people who are concerned because of everything that's going on in the world, when I got a gun. We were able to go take a class someplace, whether it was in or out of Wayne County. We um, were able to go take the class and get certified to be a CPL holder, um, submit their paperwork. Uh, the one lady that was mentioned specifically in the article we shared, her uh, her specific date for processing is like, it's like July of 2021. It's, it's like absolutely ridiculous, um, which... Uh, again, not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but then is leading now to people illegally carrying concealed because the choice is, well, be unprotected by not carrying or violate a law, face felony charges, um, or misdemeanor, just depending on what happens. Um, and, or you can, you always open carry, but I think that kind of defeats the purpose. That's more of a, attracts attention to you and puts you in more risk in my personal opinion. Um, But if you have a firearm around, at least know, uh, do, do the, the hour or two hours worth of digging and research or, or, you know, just call your, um, I'm sure if you called your local law enforcement, they would give you some advice. Or if you know anybody who's a a lawyer or something, you know, you can reach out and find some resources, do your research, um, talk to friends that have been in the situation before possibly, uh, or, you know, or reach out to, um, if you do have concealed carry insurance, you know, uh, organizations like USCCA, they may be able to assist or help or at least point you in the right direction of where it's easiest to get your information. Um, I guess you could also reach out to local companies that are offering CPL classes. They're probably going to try and get you to sign up for one of theirs, which I mean, get it? it's a business, but they should at, at least be able to tell you, hey, Most of these companies exist to make money, yes, but a lot of them are doing it because they actually care. I know there's a company, the company that I went through for my renewal, um, as well as one I went for my, you know, for my CPL and everything, um, two different companies, they do it because they care about their fellow man, and they want people to be able to protect themselves. Uh, A lot of people that do this are former law enforcement, um, so uh, they'll help where they can. Um, They're not going to read super deep into everything with you uh, for free anyways, but you know, they'll they'll help where they can. Um now that said, if you don't have a firearm, uh you still obviously want to be prepared. So um know what's going on. know, know your options, know your surroundings. If you're at home, obviously that's not a big deal. If you're one of the people I was talking about a moment ago with, uh, you know, staying at somebody, somebody else's house, right? If you live alone and maybe you're a little bit worried, safety in numbers, um, or just where you live is not a good area. Um, your apartment or whatever is located close to like downtown or something where there's a, a fair risk of, uh, unrest and you want, and you know, um, you're going to be staying someplace else for a couple of days with family or whatever. Uh, know, know what's going on, know your surroundings, uh, the exits to where you're saying and as well as the vehicle that you're in, right. Um, know how the doors open and, and shut. And, uh, if you, you know, if you had to climb over a seat to get out the back, uh, hatch of your suburban or minivan or something, how are you going to open it from the inside? Can you open it from the inside? Know what your options are and stuff like that. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't I don't think it would get to something like that, but you don't know uh, if you're last-minute trying to get somewhere or get out of some place and you get stuck in a traffic jam because apparently that's what one of these big protests is, is just standing in front of vehicles on a crowded freeway as people walk between cars and, you know, break headlights and bash in windows with bats and stuff. Being able to get out of your vehicle and escape to safety is important. So, um, again, that just goes goes back to just staying, uh, staying out of questionable situations, but know your options, know your exits. Um, now if you are going to be, uh, you know, migrating to a different location during some of this stuff, um, whether it's you, uh, you and your wife, you, you know, you, you, your wife, your dog, you have kids, whatever. Um, make sure you're planning ahead for some of that. Obviously those of you with kids probably understand that you cannot just pick up and run with them, right? Um, if they're very small, there's a diaper bag and you have formula, medication, um, they gotta be changed all the time and stuff. So I, I would almost, you know, as we get closer to some of these things, uh, I would say maybe have a, a baby go bag set up, uh, just ready to go with like, you know, some of the essentials and toys in there, um, you know, their, their safety is paramount, right? Your, your children are your priority. So you kind of have to build your escape plan, so to speak, or your bug out plan, uh, around them more than you do yourself. You know, you can go through a lot more than they can, um, just cause you're an adult, uh, right. And you, you can go longer without food, without changing clothes, um, you're not going to throw up all over yourself or soil your clothes cause you don't know any better, right? Small children will. Um, but I mean, to that point, if you don't have kids, uh, if your spouse knows what they're doing they know how to fight back, cool. If they don't cool, they probably have other skills. Uh, but you know, you can't just, it's, it, it never works out like, uh, <laughs> never works out like that movie Red Dawn, right? Where you just throw, um, what's her face that? You never just throw a 17-year-old girl an AK-47 and she turns into a militant, uh, you know, rebel and there's no problems. Uh, it's just not how this works. So if your spouse or significant other, roommate, mom, dad, whatever, are not um, not firearm savvy, um, now might be the time to kind of sit down with them and just show them the ins and outs of uh, how it works and just say, It's a pretty, I would imagine it's kind of an easy conversation to have. Like my mother hates firearms. I talked about it here before. Um, she's not big on guns at all, but you know, uh, they had an incident where they saw somebody, uh, or she did while she's out having a cigarette, uh, on the side of the garage, saw somebody walk up to a neighbor's house, open their like screen door and try kicking in their front door seven or eight times. Weren't able to get in. So, you know, took off and left. Um, but basically ever since that happened, um, she, she wanted to learn, uh, how to, you know, the very basics, of how to work my dad's handgun. So, um, you know, it's an easy conversation to have. It's, you know, you just, you, you, pre, it's predicated on the what if scenario. And that's just, you know, Hey, I don't, I know you don't want to use this. I know you don't think you're going to have to, whatever. Um, but I'd really feel better if you just went through this with me real quick in the event, something happened, show them how to cock it, show them how to work the safety, um and show them how to hold it and aim it. Um you know, uh you don't need to make anybody into a fundamental a marksmanship expert in an hour, but um at least competent so that they're not going to hopefully hurt you or somebody else who's innocent um in the process of trying to be helpful, right? You don't want them to be uh, a liability at least. Um so you, know, you got to coordinate those plans if you're uh, get trying to get out of town, maybe get to like a cottage or something, or just to some place where maybe it's, the, the heat isn't quite so bad, right, uh, for what's going on, um, you know, have a plan in place, even if it's, uh, even if it's a small one, hey, you know, what, we're just going to pack a bunch of stuff, we're going to head up to the cabin for the weekend, and, uh, or for the week, and when things calm down, you know, we'll see how things are on the news, and we'll come back, Then we'll just see. Um it doesn't have to be super complicated. You can make it as complex as you want really, but um you know uh now I will say um if you're sitting there listening to this going man, this does sound kind of scary. Now that I'm thinking about it and I've and I'm seeing it and stuff, um you know, and you're really on the fence, should I run out and go buy a gun? <laughs> um well, I would almost say no right now today. If you're asking specifically because of what's about to happen um, with the election, or could ha- you know have the potential to happen, I would say no. Only because you a week is not enough time, or you know five days is not enough time to become competent with a firearm. Um, I would say um, if you didn't have a gun right now, you, you should probably focus your time and your money and your resources on alternative means of uh, defense and preparation and survival. That would be my my recommendation. Um, at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm never going to say, yeah, don't buy a gun. That's a bad idea. I mean, everybody, I mean, I love buying guns. Uh, I hate paying for them, but I love getting new ones. I guess I should clarify on that, um, you know, and uh, to the, to you know, the points I was just making, if you have a family member who's um, looking to try and be helpful, uh, you know, or, or asking about any of this stuff, uh, you know don't just hand him a shotgun and tell him to just point at the noise, right? I mean, that's, I mean, I really like that, that John Wayne movie too. Uh, I think it's, um, Eldorado. Pretty sure it's Eldorado with a very young James Con. uh, character's name's Mississippi. And he, uh, he has a, like a leg holster, just like all the Cowboys did. (laughs) But he has like a double barrel shotgun with like the stock and the barrel cut down, um, and, uh, you know, the story that they give about his own oh, belonged to a, uh, uh, a blind piano player. It's like, well, you know, how did he shoot anybody if he was blind? So oh, he just pointed at the noise, um, you know, and somebody snuck up on him and killed him. And that's how the gun ended up with James Conn's character. Cause he couldn't shoot where the spit, but, um, shotguns are not, not a bad option for home defense. Uh, if you're a newer shooter, I would recommend against it, honestly, um, it's it just, there's pros and cons to everything, honestly. A handgun is harder to be accurate with, but a lot of people feel more comfortable because it's smaller. Um, if you have some kind of rifle, um, uh, my only real, I would say a rifle is the easiest for anybody to shoot, especially if it's two 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 three five five six. uh, 223, Um, the problem being, however, you have to be very careful with, uh, over penetration, um, especially in crowded, uh, you know, suburban areas. So, you know, really, like I was saying, if you, uh, if you don't know how to use a gun or if somebody that you're with doesn't know how to use a gun, um, really consider those things. And if you don't have anybody to help you with that plan, like I said, focus your energy and your effort on being prepared otherwise. Uh, and then maybe come back to re- and revisit your, uh, your firearm skill. Um, you know, you really don't want to put, make yourself a liability by arming yourself and then, uh, the life that you take, it could be an accident, um, you could miss and take out somebody who's an innocent or a child, It, it just the what ifs, right? So um, just think about those things. Um, and again, and I feel kind of bad just sitting here going on and on about all this, but that's kind of the point, right? Is uh, you prepare for as many contingencies as you can within the means that you have, so that when we get to the, uh, the point of needing these things, we're ready to go. Right. Uh, it also wouldn't be a bad idea to reach out to neighbors. Right. Um, I know with the hot with Halloween coming up this weekend, probably gonna see a lot of your neighbors. It may not be, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you're going to bring it up in casual conversation. Hey, how about some politics? Hey, eh? cause everybody just, you know, socially, everyone wants to avoid politics because it's a huge pain in the ass and everybody fights with each other. Um. But it may not be the worst idea in the world to maybe just bring up and ask, hey, are you, uh, you know, the election's coming up, you, you worried about anything happening or whatever? Um, because honestly, I think most people have a pretty decent relationship with their neighbors enough to, regardless of whatever political affiliation you have or political beliefs, you're probably all kind of in this together, you know? So you don't want to see your house and your property destroyed. and You don't want to see your neighbors uh Get totaled either or anything. So, uh, maybe check in with them. If you can share and pool resources, that's only going to make things easier on everyone, right? Um, if you got three or four dads or husbands defending whatever's going on versus, uh, one husband, uh, and a seven year old and a nine year old and a wife, you know, remove the children from the equation if you can. That's right. It's kind of a no brainer. So, um, figure out what's going on around you. And then like I said, you pull resources. Um, cause if you're, if you're thinking about, um, you know, bugging out, that's one thing, but a lot of us don't have that. I know I don't readily have that option. I have a couple of friends I could reach out to. Um, but you don't, I mean, I, I could, uh, the thing is, you know, they are, they have their own considerations, right? They have their own family, their own friends, uh, or other friends, even I should say they have their own families to, to be concerned about brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, so um, most people don't have property large enough to bring 80 people up with them, and at that point, you almost start to create more problems because you're relocating uh, a giant group of people, so it's kind of late in the game, but, you know, reach out to those people um, if you need to, but if you're staying home, make sure you have stuff ready to go, Uh, stuff like a generator, right, if we lose power. I I don't know. It's a real possibility. Um, You look at how bad things have gotten um, in some of the the really bad cities, and those areas lost power, whether it was because the power was shut off uh, in an effort to um, mitigate risk you know, shut down gas stations and stuff. So you can't, people aren't as mobile or, um, I don't know if that really helps anything with trying, you shut down the pumps, of the gas stations, so you can't get gas to make, uh, Molotov cocktails or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Um, but having a generator and gas and stuff like that around, is good especially if you lose power you need a way to power your freezer to keep your food cold right um or keep the fern. you know if you run off electric or something i mean i don't know i'm just spitballing here but like space heaters um things like that you know that stuff runs off of uh electricity you know gas powered stuff whatever um You want to make sure that you maintain as much as you can, uh, especially if you have small children that they can't survive, uh, you know, with the extreme cold or without warm food or whatever. Um, an air compressor, you know, if you, if you find yourself having to change a flat tire or something, um, or, you know, whatever air compressors have a bunch of different uses, um that it could be something that would be beneficial. Uh, if you have, your tires are low on air, rather than having to leave the house to head to a gas station or try and make it to like a bell tire, a discount tire, uh, a Midas or whatever you can take care of that yourself. Um, and then obviously the hand hand tools, right. For any number of things, uh, saws, uh, wrenches, things like that stuff happens, man. Um, I'm sure most people don't plan on having plumbing failure when they, when they do, but it, I mean, it happens. And if you have the tools to fix it, your life's a hell of a lot easier than if you got to go out and guess at what, uh, what you need to buy and what you need to do to fix it. So, um, you know, I, I, I do hope that none of this actually matters. Honestly, I hope this is probably like a, <laughs> I hope this episode is uh, widely ignored and has a super low, um, uh, number of views and listens, because, um, I hope we can all look at this election as it's coming around the corner, we can go through it together and then realize that we don't need any of it because, um, as a society, we were in a good enough place to be able to, um, work through it together, work through differences together, and maybe hopefully not burn loot and pillage and rob and steal, uh, you know the way that I, 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 that we've seen. That's my hope. I hope that we don't, it doesn't come to this. Um, but, uh, that's not really the point. You know, you can hope and wish all you want, but, uh, bad things happen to good people all the time. So being prepared is the, the best way we can mitigate that risk, uh, and make sure that we're well taken care of, uh, at least to the best of our extent or the best of our ability. I'm sorry. Best extent of our ability um, and that those that we love are, are taking care of as well. So, um, I hope this has been helpful. Uh, you guys might think I sound crazy. I kind of feel a little bit crazy sitting here throwing out all these, uh, possible doomsday scenarios. Um, you know, like I said, I, I hope it doesn't come to it. Uh, I hope that we can just ignore all this and, uh, you know, come election day next week, things are mostly peaceful and we're in a good place uh regardless of who wins but my you know only time's gonna tell so uh that's all i got for you guys this week thanks for checking it out uh as always share this with your friends share this with your family uh you know let them let them know about the podcast uh as well as the information we're trying to get out if nothing else you know if you learn anything from these guys just share it with them that's that's really the biggest part is uh, is sharing the information and the knowledge and if we can grow as a podcast and you know get out there to more people as a byproduct of that well then that's that's good too but uh, that's it for me this week you guys I'll be back uh, next week might have another sit rep coming up for you guys uh, depending on on what we see what what transpires and develops in the next couple of days uh, over the holiday the holiday weekend here so to speak um, and uh, yeah that's it for me until next time guys be prepared